Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. A 4.9 rating on Google with 532 reviews. That's pretty impressive. That's a lot of satisfied customers. If you want the best result possible in your case, and if you are, or a loved one is, facing a charge, you are going to want the best result possible. Trust the Garza Law Firm, GarzaLaw.com, or online, wait, 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 no, online is GarzaLaw.com, or on the phone at 865-540-8300. You can get in touch with someone 24-7-365. That is the Garza Law Firm. Let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on the point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Testing, testing, testing. Oh, welcome to hell, Alabama. Which is ironic because today the devil died. The devil stepped down. College football's nightmare is over. Nick Saban has finally done it. He has finally decided to go home and be a family man. It is Seth's birthday. He will not be joining us, but we will run through some of your takes. I'm sure you're celebrating. I just got me a drink ready to go. Shout out to White Claw Premium Vodka as we celebrate a toast to a legendary career. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Eat shit, Nick Saban. Eat shit, Alabama. I really should say. Because Saban doesn't have to deal with them anymore. He gets to go away. He he watched Jalen Milrow run right into Michigan defenders and said, okay, that's enough of that. I'm not coming back to watch that again. And now he is gone in Alabama. Welcome back to reality. Welcome to hell. Hop on if you want to talk. We can celebrate together. Say goodbye to what was left of the Alabama dynasty. It is dead. It is over. It is gone. Now we uh, just need to get... The Kirby Smart to like the Atlanta Falcons stuff going. We need to really kind of start pushing that. Like, hey, Kirby Smart, go be an NFL coach. Then we'd really be cooking. Then we'd really have it made. 
Nick Saban said farewell. Alabama apparently uh, got their sights set on Dan Lanning, the Oregon coach. Which, you know, I think Dan Lanning's really good. But what is most important, most important to remember that Dan Lanning or Davo Sweeney or Lane Kiffin or whoever the hell they hire is not Nick Saban. That's the most important thing to remember. He is not going to be the greatest of all time. So for that reason, we celebrate. Nick got one look at Nico in the ball game and said, yep, that's enough. That's enough. It was bad enough Georgia passed me. I can't stay around and let Tennessee pass me too. Am I right, guys? If you want to talk, hop on. I don't want to filibuster forever. I got to be up and do that at 7 a.m. for the Fan Run Radio morning show. Again, happy birthday to Seth, who will not be joining us as he is eating his birthday dinner. Everyone, please tweet him and tell him happy birthday. Let's grab Sloth. Let's get him on. Sloth, who who is married to an Alabama fan. Congrats to you, buddy. You maybe have won uh, more than anyone. John, this is this is a great day. We 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 made it, buddy. Finally, we made it. We all lived to be alive on this day. Great celebration. Nick Saban is dead. I will have to bend the knee on the Reeds Ranch podcast yesterday. Both Seth and I said we were kind of rooting for Alabama just to beat Michigan. What's one more title? It has been pointed out, I believe by Brother Bob, that this makes it even sweeter that they lost Nick Saban's last game. In the fashion it happened. He doesn't get to ride off into the sunset. He rides off having to hold an L to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. He leaves as a loser. I I don't care whether the L came from Michigan or Michael Penix or whoever. The fact that it happened is fine. I I am not a fan of Michigan winning anything. Everybody knows that by now. But Nick Saban taking a loss and riding off into whatever level of hell he's going to spend eternity is fine by me. They're dead. Have you broke the news to your wife yet? Does she know? John, I went screaming into the kitchen. She's making a delicious shrimp and grits dinner right now. And when I saw Chris Lowe's tweet come across my desk, I screamed. Nick Saban is retiring. She immediately ran to her phone to console her old college roommates, classmates. And buddy sloth is breaking out the, 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 the big, the smoky furry costume tonight. And I'm making the wife come in and guess who is going to stare at it tonight, buddy. It's not going to be me. Tennessee. Beat Nick Saban the last time he was in Knoxville. Tennessee now seems to be in better position than Alabama. Congrats to you, Sloth, and congrats to your wife on getting to stare at it, I guess. We are on – Tennessee is on the way up. 
and Alabama Pause. has peaked and is on the way down. Like I said, no matter who they get, not going to be as good as Nick Saban. No matter who they get, it's not going to be the same thing. They are going no to take a step down. They're taking a huge step back. They're going to lose recruits too, right? I mean, the roster now has 30 days. The guys currently on the roster has 30 days to enter the transfer portal and to be contacted and leave now. Like They get an exception to the window closing, I believe I read. They they already got the guy that played radio in that movie as a quarterback. So be careful. They they ain't getting any better than that. Jalen Milrow does not look anything like Cuba Gooding Jr. He kind of acts like he's it. not a very good quarterback. I will say that. I'll, I'll give you that. Sloth, I hope to hear from you a little bit later as we celebrate, as we toast. We got an hour before Tennessee plays basketball. I'm gonna keep it moving. I'm gonna grab Bob next. Get some momentum rolling. Appreciate you, brother. Let's get my friend Bob. Bob, thank you for joining. How are you? John, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Uh, first thing I have to say is that God is real. Hell is real, too. And that's exactly where Alabama's going. And it's going to be hot, buddy. It's going to be so hot for them down there. Oh, my God. When uh, you sell your soul to the devil, Bob, eventually you do have to pay up. He, and it's time for the Alabama football program to pay up. It's, it's, it's time for them to pay up. And I think something that we forgot about the past 15 years in our own stint in hell is the level of infighting in the Alabama program when they're not headed up by someone as unimpeachable as Nick Saban. And it's going to be delicious to watch it play out. Uh, they're going to crumble, man. And, as, as, as has been said before, you know, they can hire Dan Lanning. They can hire whoever they want. He's not Nick Saban. And Dan Lanning in particular, he's won games at Oregon in the Pac-12. Sorry, not that impressive to me. I think any, any, any replacement-level coach can win games at Oregon in the Pac-12. Mario, Mario Medio Cristobal. Won a lot of damn games at Oregon in the Pac-12. Um, so that's the best they can get. Uh, Color Me is not afraid of him in particular or anyone else on their hot board, really. You always hear the cliche, Bob, that you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. Now multiply that by 100 when you're the guy following Nick Saban. And right? So, like, you're not just following a good coach. You're following, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever. Uh one tidbit I saw is that uh, the first SEC game for Alabama next year is versus Georgia at home under the lights. Uh, that has the potential to start the post-Saban era on quite a sour note and uh, could carry itself through. Uh, very excited. I'll uh, get some other people in there, but uh, I'm drinking a big bottle of champagne right now and uh, – might have to make it a nice bender tonight, so uh, I hope others are doing the same. Have a good one. A nice little pregame chat here, Bob, and then, yeah, Rick Barnes and the boys get a basketball win, and we're going to be in heaven. It's going to be a great night. We're going to party on this Wednesday. I like how Bob, also a true professional here, as he as soon as he was ready to go. None of that happened to unmute his mic thing. He was ready to go. Wide open. If anybody wants to hop on. And celebrate. I know it was impromptu. I know it's early. I know I didn't give you much warning. 
I didn't want to go on right when the news happened, when emotions were really high because my friends on the drive were going. I didn't want to hop on and steal their last 30 minutes. I wanted to wait to six. Time to get ready, time to pour a drink, and time to hopefully uh, make this a, a good hour before the basketball game. All right, let's grab uh, Kobe Beef Glizzy. What's up, Kobe Beef? John, this is your buddy Julian. Uh, What's up, brother? In Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, ground zero for uh, what is being called Alabama's 9-11. Um, just want to uh, say I uh, am really happy to see this, and I thought he would die before he retired. Uh, go Vols. Uh, Rick Barnes and the boys need to get a win tonight. That's all I got to say. Appreciate you. Good luck down there. Although you, you finally get your payback, Julian. You finally get your payback for all the hell you've gotten over the last however many years. Yeah. You can now give it to them. You can now revel in their pain and misery. That's right. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Bye, buddy. It is very true that, yeah, like now you get to kind of give it back to all your Alabama friends. And they may pretend. They may fake that they are not worried. They may pretend like they are above losing a coach and having that crumble their program. They may act tough in the face of uncertainty. But make no mistake, they are terrified of the future. They are. Like, I mean, when you look, I don't know what they're going to do with the coach. I mean, like, to, to, do, the, to do this right now, in January, you still got some time. However, like you very rarely see entrenched coaches get poached after you know the early signing period. You rarely see these changes happen. And for them, I guess they're kind of a victim of their own success in a bit in, in the fact that the coordinators that have come and gone and the guys who are assistant coaches with ties to Alabama who have come and gone are all kind of entrenched. Dan Lennings at Oregon, who's moving to the Big Twelve, uh, moving to the uh, Big Ten with a lot of money and a good roster. Yeah, I know he's losing Bo Nix, but he's still got a good roster going to the Big Ten. Is he going to jump? Maybe, maybe, because you get Dabo. But I don't think anybody would even be scared of Dabo at this point. But is he going to leave Clemson right now? I don't know. It's not going to have any like good young guys that are coordinators. Let's grab Hank. What's up, Hank? Get on mute your mic, Hank. Down in the bottom left. I, I know, I know. Don't don't talk to me. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Okay. So, as a 24 year old man that's been through a lot in my life, I'm gonna say this. This news is just as big as Bin Laden dying. I mean, this is the it's biggest, a real, this is the biggest college football moment? news of my lifetime. Is this the biggest college football news of your lifetime? I mean, other than Urban Meyer put his hand on an ass, I mean, I'd say, yeah, probably. The only thing that would maybe compare is is finding out that Penn State had a bunch of people diddling Well, boys. you that know, I try to ignore that, John. You know, I don't have You can't. To- it happened. It happened, and Penn State should never be allowed to act like it didn't happen. <laughs> and I guess I should say, 
I guess I should correct myself. They didn't have a lot of people diddling boys, but they were diddling boys, and a lot of people knew about it. Okay, let me, let me correct myself. Biggest college football news that doesn't involve a crime. Fair enough. Doesn't involve diddling boys. I mean, at this point, playoff bound? Well, that that's a good point, Hank. We haven't talked about how it really affects Tennessee, but like, if you were on the fence about Tennessee beating Alabama – you have to kind of project that as a win now, right? I, I mean, at this point, you look at first year uh, Brian Kelly at LSU. We beat the shit out of them. First year, whoever's going to come into Alabama, they're not going to be able to live up to Nick Saban. Very few of the uh, you know, very few of the first year coaches have success in year one. Like they might win a couple games, they might get to eight or nine wins, but yeah, I can't imagine a first year coach is going to be able to come in and be expected to win in Knoxville. Not saying that they can't win because if they're able to keep this roster together, of course, they're still going to be very, very talented. But I'm just talking about forecasting the season. Everyone should now expect Josh Heupel and Nico to be able to win that game against Alabama. And Hank, you win that game against Alabama and the playoffs start looking really, really, really realistic. Especially as a 12 team, John. Especially Especially as a 12 team. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Anything else? No, absolutely. I love you. I hope you know love that. you. Thank you for hopping in. Thank you for keeping it rolling. I'm going to remove you as a speaker and I'm going to grab sloth. Let him kind of slide back in. Then I'll get to you, Mark. Since you're not a patron, Mark, patrons go to the front of the line. What's up, sloth? Good to hear from hey, you again. Hey, buddy. Uh, so I'm, I'm here in the kitchen with a, uh, a paper carrying Alabama alumni. And she's been listening for the last few minutes. Uh, when you said, Alabama fans are terrified. Her reply was, hell yes. Well, at least she's not in denial, so that's good. And then she stated, I wish Kirby hadn't left or he could just be our coach. Well, that's another point I made. I, you know, about, you know, they had coordinators that were too good because Kirby's not leaving. It's like he's coming home to save you. He's, he's got the best team in the country yeah, now. He don't need you. He doesn't. He's above you. Diana, Diana, what does it feel like to be in hell right now? I'm not there yet. Oh, you're there. <laughs> no, not You're yet. making my celebratory dinner right now. My team is good and your team sucks. <laughs> they don't suck yet. And, and then you said, you said, all of those years I didn't gloat. Yeah, you missed your chance, bitch. <laughs> it's my turn now. It's daddy's turn. <laughs> Uh, you don't 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 be mean to someone prepping your food. That's a bad idea. Scott. I'm watching closely. I, I'll get it. I'll have RJ do the taste testing tonight. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna keep it moving. Appreciate you. Good luck, Diana. Yeah. Good luck. All right, Mark, you're up next. What up, Mark? John. What's up, brother? Acknowledge me. You know, Nick Saban got one look at Nico and said, never mind, I'm out of here. <laughs> Put the ones up, baby. Let's go. Um, man, uh, what a news drop. Um, you guys have already kind of touched on a lot of things I want to talk about, but uh, I was curious, what what would you set the over-under t- win total for Alabama right now? Just say they got Dan Lanning or Lane Kiffin or Dabo. But let, what, what would you set it at? What do you think Vegas will put it at? Vegas is probably still going to have it at nine and a half. That's what I would think. 
Yeah, like I mean, like I'm, I'm not going to be unrealistic to think that all of a sudden they're going to take a huge step back. But you know, and and that's with Dan Lanning. Now I do think there's a chance that they miss out on a couple of coaches, right? I think they have a chance to kind of get told thanks, but no thanks, because it's not like they have unlimited money anymore, or at least let me rephrase that. They do have unlimited money. It's not like unlimited money is unique in college football anymore. Right. Everyone can pay coaches $10, $11 million now if they have to. Yeah. I mean, so like, it's not, it's not going to be like, Hey, we're just going to give you all this money and you're going to leave your school. You're going to have to sell them on coming there and really being able to lead a team in an impossible situation uh, following Nick Saban in a fan base that's going to expect Nick Saban results. And I just don't think there's a coach alive outside of maybe Urban Meyer who can do that. No, no, absolutely. And to me, another thing that kind of makes this difficult uh, for whoever does come in and replace him, unless they have somebody lined up, man, I, that quarterback room is just – it's it's mediocre. It's not very good. Um I mean, you saw what they kind of had to do to make Milrow effective and, I mean, basically power run scheme and let him be, become like a third running back, hit him over the top with a deep ball. But I do think that in, the, in a quarterback-driven league like college football is today, that's going to tell a lot. And, I mean, I, I, unless, unless like, say, Lanning brings Dylan Gabriel with him, you know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just – I think there's going to be a lot of roster shakeup for sure. Well, you go to Alabama to be coached by Nick Saban, right? right? Like you go there to be coached by the best. You go there with the promise of the NFL. I'm not saying anything new here by pointing out that everyone in Alabama has goals of making the NFL. Imagine now being in flux there and not knowing your future and not knowing who's going to be there because, you know, like I said, it's late in the process to be looking for a new coach. I don't think they're going to go like one year interim. They're not like Tommy Reese ain't getting the job or anything like that. But you at least have to maybe look at the portal to keep your options open to see what kind of offers you can get to see if you can, you know, maybe have some schools with some NIL money left over. Now, maybe that saves Alabama, you know, in the fact that the players aren't going to have, uh, you know, as big of offers as they would have had they entered in the first place because maybe some of the money's money's dried up. But still, like you have to – be questioning everything if you're a current Alabama player, uh, you know, a freshman or sophomore. Right, absolutely. Uh, personally, if I had to guess who I think they might end up with, I, I think it's going to be Dabo, and that doesn't scare me at all. I mean, he's he's fell off in the ACC, and the ACC's only getting tougher. Um, I mean, you look earlier in the year, he was having fights with college kids on radio stations, and even his, even himself said, maybe I should go somewhere I'm a little more appreciated. And what better time than to go and uh, to go back to his alma mater where at least they would be set up for success. And even even though it's in a tougher league, I just think that, that their fan base will try to convince themselves that they're not going to drop off. And, uh, I mean, unless Dabo decides I want to play ball and finally adapt to today's times, I don't see it working out well for him. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, there's no way Dabo and his thin skin can handle – Alabama and like there's no way Dabo in his cult like way he's been running things at Clemson where you know guys can't they're not going to take anybody from the transfer portal and they're they're going to make you commit right there and no more visits like I just don't see that working at Alabama Uh, the biggest point would be just the thin skin he can't handle criticism one year of handling some pressure and he's folded like Alabama would eat him alive so like 
I would honestly be shocked. I would be shocked if Dabo even entertained the idea, or really if Alabama even called Dabo, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is a good point. Um, he has He's lost some of his luster, and I think this year. Yeah, he, he's not the guy he was three years ago, right? He's not no. the guy he was four years ago when he was beating them. Like, the, the magic is gone, and I think Dabo's not even really thought of in that same light anymore by most of college football. No, I don't for sure. I mean, he kind of got exposed after he had two generational quarterbacks come through. They've just not been the same. And um, a lot of the talent has the talent pool has dropped off as well. But, man, I appreciate you letting me get on here. I'm going to let you get some other guys in. And, uh, yes, sir. Balls. Enjoy right, your see day. You. See you, bud. All right, Ryan, you're up next. Let me get rid of Mark first. Mark, you're gone. Okay, maybe he's gone. What's up, Brian? Thanks for holding. Take your time. He's down the bottom. Hey, bottom left. Done. What up, Ron? Hey. Yeah, uh, what's up? Are we checked in on the status of uh, Crimson Cody? We have not checked on the status of Crimson Cody. He is now Cali Cody. He probably is above college football now at this point. Or he's running around with Lincoln Riley. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. You know is, the, is the podcast coming, by the way? Is it going to happen? What? Podcast is coming in February. I have sent the paperwork to iTunes to get approved to get a feed. Cody said he's got his Mac and uh, he's got his uh, microphone and his Chromebook ready to go. So podcast right. is still coming. Well, uh, what do you, what do you think is the floor and what do you think is uh, the ceiling next year? I'm thinking, I'm thinking make the pl- make the playoff or bust. So you think the you think the floor is the playoff in terms of what will happen or in terms of what, what I would accept. accept? Okay. Yeah, I mean, to me, the math changes. You know, it, it does feel like at the very, very, very least, nine and three. But like 10 and two should be the number that every Tennessee fan is aiming for. And 10 and two against Tennessee's schedule should get you there. Well, you, if you look at the, the schedule, you play definitely the top two, or you were scheduled to play the top two teams in the conference, I believe, in Georgia and. Uh, in Alabama, but now that goes down, and now you're just playing the top dog because you don't have Ole Miss or Missouri. So that's kind of where I feel like it, it, it should be. A, I, I mean, almost, I almost think the floor for me is ten and two. I, I don't know where you're other. Well, I saw, I saw our friend, I saw our friend SEC Mike. He broke down the 2024 schedules by opponents' record from this year, and Tennessee right now has just by this year's this year's record, they have the second easiest schedule. Only, uh, only ahead of Missouri. Missouri is their record combined record of opponents is sixty five and eighty four. Missouri has a very, very easy schedule, but Tennessee's is seventy nine and seventy three. I understand that's weighed down a little bit by Vanderbilt, of course, but still, you have the second easiest schedule from this year's record in the SEC. And uh, last question: Who, who are you? I guess a two part. Who, who are you the most afraid of them getting, and who, who are you? I guess, what's the name out there that you wouldn't be worried in the slightest? Yeah, appreciate you, brother. Uh, appreciate you hopping on. I mean, the name that would scare me, and I don't, you know, I don't know if it would even be considered realistic, but like I already said it, the only name that scares me, the only name I think that could do what Nick Saban has done is Urban Meyer. But like, I don't think that's a realistic thing, obviously. But he, he's the boogeyman out there. But, I mean, like, outside of that, I mean, I do think – I've said it all year, and maybe I was a little bit wrong on it, 
just because of the way Washington handled them. But I, I do like Dan Lanning. I do think he is good. I don't know if he has the makeup to handle the pressure in Alabama because I'm not sure any coach is going to be able to handle what's coming in Tuscaloosa. But, yeah, I like him. Um, really, in terms of your second part of your question of people that wouldn't bother me, pretty much everybody else, man. Just because it's such a drop-off from what we've had to deal with. Think about how badly we've gotten our ass kicked by them. Think about how badly the entire country has gotten their ass kicked by Alabama. Think about the staff they used to put together with their coordinators. Think about the uh, the talent the talent of coaches that were getting paid $30,000 to come be analysts. They had all-star staffs that were making $30,000 just to volunteer their work, just to hang out with Nick Saban and get another job. Like, those days are gone. Now, does this mean if I'm looking for what I'm scared of? It's not It's not a coach. What I would be scared of is just that, like, this is this just removes any type of competition for Georgia, and they just become even more powerful, or that maybe Texas becomes that new team that suckles in all the talents. So like, that, that would be maybe a, a potential negative. But we'll worry about that later. Right now, we're dancing on graves. Pretty much no one outside of Urban Meyer would have me worried about Alabama's future. Wide open if you guys want to hop on. Let's go read some of these comments. This better just be 200 people taking turns laughing until they cry. Well, it's been a little bit of that. Saban told his incidentally cronies let me in the playoff. I'm done after this one, didn't he? I don't know. Uh, Tommy wants to know, would D'Amico Ryan be a possibility? That's the only name that would scare me a little bit. D'Amico Ryan, of course, uh, played at Alabama. He has proven to be really good in the NFL. Although I don't know, like, here's the thing. I, I don't think you're going to be able to go out and get any type of NFL coach to come home. Like, if you're D'Amico Ryans and you have been so good and you have a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, do you want to come after playing in the NFL and being a coordinator in the NFL? Do you want to come back and have to deal with all the college recruiting that is, you know, more annoying than it's ever been before. And when it comes to having to recruit your own your own roster nonstop, the portal, high school kids, it's just it's a twenty it's a twenty four seven, three sixty five calendar now, it feels like with college football. So like the only thing that would make me think maybe is that NFL coaches do not make as much money as college coaches. The problem with that is I would imagine D'Amico Ryans has made plenty of money from his playing career, so maybe money's not the biggest factor for him. But I do think he is a good coach that isn't uh, maybe as locked down. But again, I, I just couldn't fathom signing up for the pressure of following Saban and also leaving the NFL and leaving C.J. Stroud, who quite frankly looks already like a top 10, top 12 quarterback. Bandwagon Bammers. We'll need new homes. That is that is true. It is going to hurt. Austin wants me to know if I can talk about a hypothetical of a lifelong Tennessee fan being completely sad that Saban is retiring from Alabama and how stupid that is. I mean, I don't think it's stupid to, uh, like, 
don't think it's stupid to be a little sad that a legend from your life is moving on because, you know, that did kind of happen with Tom Brady. It did kind of happen, you know, today with Nick Saban. You, you do look at these older guys who have been so good. Like, watching Tiger Woods, that thought crosses my mind of just, like, a legend that we're not going to be able to watch. Like, every time you see LeBron James out there, you're like, hey, uh, these days are a little bit numbered. Like, Coach K's out of our life. So there are a lot of, like, greats that are no longer with us coaching. But as a Tennessee fan, no, you can't worry. But you, you can't be that introspective. I'm sorry. You dance on graves. You don't be sad. You can tip your hat and say he's great. And acknowledge that he's great. But no, no, you can't be sad that he's leaving. Let's get Blue Moon Vol. What's up, BMV? Hey. What's going on, John? Oh, nothing. Fiend Just dancing on some graves. I smell the blood of a West Virginian. Fucking Alabama is done. It's a glorious day. It don't fucking matter who they get. Go get Dan Lanny. Go get that prick from Ole Miss. It does not matter. Because like I've said for two years, we got the Lay King at quarterback. They're not beating us with or without the goat on the sideline. I worry about... The Tennessee Tribal Chief is licking his chops. I worry more about a that trip to Ole Miss Alabama. next year than I would to any coach Alabama can get right now. You can't – the next coach is not going to fill those shoes. It ain't going to matter. You worry about the next coach after that. No, it's impossible. No, it's impossible. Like, they they cannot get anybody. They're better off just taking a – Go make some shit a, hire and then fire him. I mean, you, you, you would be better off just to make a shit hire so that you could fire him in yes. two years. But, of course, you're trying to watch your, your roster. And you probably also have to realize, like, hey, Alabama's really good at recruiting – but they were only really good at recruiting because back in the day they were paying money, and they also then got Nick Saban, who was also giving out Dodge Chargers, which have been discontinued. Yep. And now everyone can pay players. So, like, I would be worried about the pressure of this hire is just enormous. It's just – I don't – I know we're talking about how hard it is, but I don't know if we're really giving it justice to, like, how important this hire is, how much stress – is on this hire. I don't know if you, I don't think even if you could just handpick any coach in the country, pro college or what, you, you it's there's not a close second. I mean, Kirby's done pretty good things, obviously at Georgia, but like the track record isn't there for anybody. I mean, Dabo, like you said, he can't handle that pressure. He ain't gonna. He'll come in with that, you know, Johnny come lately church spew out there, and they'll just run him out of town. Like that has no shot. at He's too, he's too thin-skinned. The he first is. time he got criticized, he would lose his mind. Like, yep. the, like I said, the only person that could handle it or that would scare me is Urban Meyer, and like that, I don't see that as being a, a realistic option at all. So like, they don't have really anybody that they can look at because Kirby's not going to leave you know, his school. He's not going to leave his situation. Nope. And he's the only guy that could do it. He's the only guy that could kind of keep this rolling at the same degree. Yep. So they're fucked, BMV. They're fucked. They are fucked. It is. We. I remember, like, growing up in the nineties when they were dog shit, and it was an afterthought. They're going to become an afterthought in two to three years. If they don't get the second hire right, they're going to be like Florida currently, like just squeaking out, you know, win here, win there against a big name school. Like they, they set the bar was set too high, and. 
with, you know, the responsibility, like you said, to hire that. I don't fucking wish that on anybody but them. Fuck them. They deserve it. You know, hearing a bitch about 10, 11 win seasons and finishing above us in the polls a year. Just all that shit that every every program is going to have a tar- they're going to have a target on their back. Everybody's going to come in and rub that shit in their face this year. And the Ooh, national championships, the, the national championships, they felt good, I'm sure. And, you know, you can't take away those memories. But it, no matter how many national championships Nick Saban won Alabama, this ass-kicking yes. that's coming for them, th- people rubbing their face in the dirt is still going to hurt. When They're they going to be able to say, well, well we, we did it. But when they lose and they start becoming just another program, it's going to hurt maybe more than they would have had, had they never won championships. A They're poor man, go start a poor man and doesn't – go ahead. No, I'm saying them cowbells are going to be ringing like a son of a bitch next time they go to Starkville and they're getting that ass beat 34-3. Ding, ling, 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 ling. Oh, I can't fucking wait, man. Well, it is I'm, glory. I, hold on. 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 I don't think they're going to get to the point where they're getting beat by Mississippi State 34-3. Write it down. I it's didn't not say this year. I didn't say this year. There's, there's no. You could have told me that, like, you know, Lane Kiffin and, and Ole Miss is going to get revenge and Lane's going to finally beat Alabama and, like, you know, maybe Texas A&M finally beats Alabama without Johnny Manziel, but Mississippi State. Well, I don't State, even know Lane Kiffin's going to do it. I don't trust him either. Would you hire Lane if you're Alabama? I think he'd be the coach, closest coach, that the the brashness that could handle it, but I don't think he's a, you know, sideline guy that can step in those shoes, no. I think he'd be good until football season, and then you realize that he, I don't I don't think he has the grapes to cut it. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, he has to be on their list, though. Like, yeah, he, he has is, to be. He, he is a guy that, you know, has Alabama ties, of course, and and is entrenched at his job. But let's face it, Ole Miss yep. is, still, is still a stepping stone. It's not a final destination. I mean, I mean, they could look at Sarkeesian, but, you know, if anything's going to drive that man back to the bottle, it's trying to, you know, keep no, that I thing mean, on the fucking track. So. And also, like, Sarkeesian has, has it rolling at Texas. So, I mean, yep. like, Texas – Texas ain't getting big boyed by Alabama. No. It's not like Sarkeesian's an Alabama guy. And now that he's in the conference, I don't think he'd leave for it either, so. I wouldn't think so. But, you know what? It's not our fucking problem. It is not. But it does raise the pressure on King Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel, uh, that that, that game goes from, uh, you know, can win, coin flip, to boy, you better win. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a good seven-day run, whipping Florida's ass and theirs, and, and you know, in a seven-day span at home. Shooey. Our biggest Ooh. problem is trying to figure out which one of these tackles we're going to sign, and they're down there trying to keep the keep the uh, sharks from swimming in too tight. So, uh, you know, maybe there's some offensive linemen on Alabama that might want to enter the portal. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't up, be a shame. Wouldn't be a head shame. Up, head up north to Knoxville, yep. Tennessee. You know, come just, on home. Maybe. Yep. Just maybe. All right, BMV, appreciate you, brother. All right, see you, buddy. As I was trying to say, as BMV kept interrupting me, a poor man that's been poor for a long time doesn't really know the difference. They kind of forget the difference. But when you go from rich and wealthy like Alabama has been, now when you you lose all that money, it does sting. The memories of being rich taught you even more of the life you used to have that you no longer have. So, like, I know Alabama fans will hold on to the idea of, like, hey, you know, we ran college football for a long time. But if they become just another eight and four, nine and three program that's desperate to get back, 
that's going to be maybe a, a crueler fate had they not won at all. But again, I think we'd all sign up for, you know, winning those championships. I don't want to be unreasonable. I'm just saying they're still going to be mad. All right, we're wide open. If you want to talk, appreciate everyone who has hopped on. It's always slow to get started, but then when they start rolling, they keep rolling, and I appreciate you all. Shout out to all the patrons of Reed's Ranch, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Shout out to all the listeners. Check out the brand new Fan Run radio show, the Fan Run morning show. I'm waking up every day at 540, three days in so far. We've made it work, although I will say I am tired today, but we'll make it work in the morning. We'll talk more about this. We'll talk about the uh, the win over Mississippi State that's about to come, but don't, don't neglect this feeling. Bask in it. It might not feel as good as, as 52 to 49. Two years ago, I understand that. But it is the second biggest win you've gotten over Alabama football in a long, long time. Treat it as such. Because as as they have had ultimate stability, as they have won all these games with, again, a guy who might be the greatest coach of all time, that is now gone for them. And now they have to get back in the mud and roll around with the rest of us that have had to, you know, make these coaching hires. Because let's face it, making a coaching hire in college football is really, really tough. There are plenty of guys who have been hired that you thought were going to be home runs that ended up sucking. There have been plenty of fans across the country who have had to try to talk themselves into the idea of Mike Gundy or James Franklin as a savior. I've already seen James Franklin's name get floated for the Alabama job, to which I say, welcome to hell, Alabama. Let's grab Dash. Dash, how are you, my brother? I just got one question for you. Do you think Milrose stays? I mean, that's a good question, but to me, there's an obvious answer. Like, where the hell else is he going to go? Like, do you think another big-time school is bringing him in to be the starter? Because I can't imagine there's any any program out there bigger than Alabama that's going to look at him and say, hey, yeah, we want to sign up for the Jalen Milrow experience. We took Joe Milton. We did take Joe Milton, but we weren't a big-time program at the time. That's fair. I don't know. And like, he, he, he was leaving the, the bench at Michigan. It wasn't like he left a starting job there. So, like, I, I think that, yeah, he is he is definitely going to stay at Alabama unless the new coach gets there and says, hey, I'm bringing my own guy. Fair enough. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Which, as I said that, I did start thinking, what if what if they uh, – I start thinking about bringing my own guy. I start thinking about bringing my own luggage. What if, what if they hired Deion Sanders? What if Nick Saban was like, hey, those Geico commercials or whatever the hell commercials they are, I've gotten to know prime. I don't think that would happen. Let's grab Jacob, a.k.a. Oven. What's up, brother? Hey, John, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear Ooh, you. What Sounds a day, like you got an alarm going on Woo! in the background. It's a big win. Celebrate as such. It's the second biggest win over Alabama in the last, you know, 18 years. Man, I, 
I guess in hindsight, it makes sense that he kind of went out this way, kind of like abruptly. But I don't know. I guess I'd always thought that this would be, you know, months, you know, to prepare for. He would, you know, tell them early on in the season he was retiring. Like, I, I just can't believe that this is how he went out. That's the thing that really kind of shocked me. I, I, on one hand, I agree. On the other hand, what coaches besides besides Coach K have done the swan song, like, farewell tour? Did did Bobby Bowden do that? Because I don't really remember. Yeah, but like, that's a good point. I, I don't I guess, know. I don't know what other coaches have done the swan song. Thing. Yeah, I guess that's there's usually not a much player in college football for that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's just too much in recruiting that you have to do and like roster management that I, I would imagine that's why they don't do it. But yeah, I, you know, it's it's abrupt, but on the same hand, it's not because if you think back to how miserable he looked earlier this year. I know everyone gives him credit for such the you know, such a good coaching job that he did this year, but it couldn't have been fun. Yeah, it had to age him. It had to stress him the hell out playing football that way. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but you know, I saw that you know Auburn message board post this morning that was like kind of hinting at it. But you know, I, you always think that those reports are you know made up. There's no credit to them. So <laughs> I guess well, someone in those Auburn circles kind of knew about it before you know the news broke. So that was. It, it's weird. I was listening to a podcast, I believe, on Monday. I think it was Bobwani Jones, but like he had a guest on that just so matter of factly said Nick Saban's going to retire this offseason. Or maybe he said it himself. I don't know. But I kind of did a double take. It was just like, no, he's 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 gonna retire this season. I feel really good about that. And yeah. Then, yeah, here you are today and it actually happened. So there must have been some buzz out there in some circles. Yeah. And I guess one thing that I wanted to touch on that I don't think anyone else has touched on so far tonight is man. For Josh and Hendon to get us that one win two years ago, like, can we imagine how we'd be feeling today? I mean, obviously, we'd still be happy and, you know, singing these praises. But, like, for us to at least say we beat Saban once, like, that's – Well, you ask, you ask, can I imagine? And, yes, I can't imagine because that did happen to my Tennessee Titans and Andrew Luck. I know no. it's not the same John, thing exactly. Come on, John, you didn't have to well, be honest with that. I, I know it's not the same thing exactly, but yes, I do know what it's like to have someone retire without <laughs> you having beat them. But thank God for Hendon yeah. Hooker. Thank God for Brew McCoy. Thank God Thanks for McGrath. McGrath. Yeah, yep. shout out no to doubt. McGrath for the kick. So, like, yeah, it was nice to just get that last one in Knoxville and have that moment. Yeah, and like the last thing I'll say before you know, there's probably some others that want to, you know, hop in here. You know, obviously, we all know Bama fans. You know, you can't avoid them. But, like, it's got to be such a deflating feeling today knowing that, like, they will never come close to what they've experienced the last 15 years. Like, they might win a championship here or there. But, like, they're going into their – probably the rest of their life knowing that, like, they'll never be able to experience that again. Like, in a, in a weird way, as a Tennessee fan, that's so satisfying. Like, I don't know. But uh, like I said, it, it drives you crazy when you have something and lost. Like I, I know people say it's better to love and lost than never loved at all. Blah blah blah. But sometimes you don't know what you're missing, and Alabama is going to know what they're missing, and they're oh, going yeah. to chase it nonstop. And I just don't think, I just don't think it's ever coming back. No, it's not. Think it is, it, or at it, least it, for it, a long, long impossible. time. I mean, you've touched on it tonight. It's impossible. Like we'll never see another run like this in college football. It, it, it's, it's not going to happen. So. Thanks for having me, John. And we'll yeah, appreciate you. Let someone else hop in. Appreciate you. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be uh, negative or speak anything into existence, but I won't say it's impossible to have a run like this because George is kind of doing a little bit of that. George is doing a little bit of that.
it is possible. Now, I don't know if Alabama could recreate that without having Atlanta in their backyard. I don't know if Alabama could recreate that, but it is possible that kind of Kirby is in the middle of another Saban tap type run. It's possible. Wide open, got about another 10 minutes. Let's grab Frank. What up, Frank? What up, Frank? Brother John. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Just rejoicing like all the rest of us. Look, let's think Let's think back about this. <clears throat> Do we think that maybe, uh, maybe the college football playoff knew that this was going to be Saban's last hoorah, and that's how they made it into the top four, hoping that they'd get him that one last championship on the way out the door? I'm going to say no to that just because I think Florida State looks so shitty in their win and Alabama had just beaten Georgia. I thought they made the right decision, I think. But, I mean, if you want to have that conspiracy, it's fine, you know. Yeah, I feel like I say no, though. Yeah, I I say no. (laughs) But I do appreciate him getting one final loss. I do appreciate him going outside with a Jalen Milrow quarterback draw. Not even a quarterback draw, it's a straight quarterback sprint. On fourth down from like the five yard line, that's a great call oh, to yeah. go out on. My favorite Saban is a sad Saban. He looks sad for a lot of the year, even in wins this year. Yeah. So, like you know, I imagine this season just took an absolute toll on him because he was. It was the first time I really thought he looked old, and maybe he looked in the mirror and thought the same thing and decided it was time to hang it up. Yeah. All right. Good talking to you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Take a couple more before the basketball team gets set to tip off. I'm pumped up for the game at the hump. Going out and getting a win there would be nice. Be a really good Tennessee day. If you're able to go out and get a top 30 win, get you a quad one win on the day that Nick Saban retired, maybe we can get – Zaylance heard to make his announcement to Tennessee, the five-star transfer from LSU. Let's just make it an all-time day. Just make it an all-time day. I appreciate all of you for listening. I appreciate all of you for weighing in, either by messaging me or by hopping on and calling. Again, happy birthday to Seth. Maybe the best gift an Alabama boy could have received is his nightmare that has dominated for most of his life, ending Tonight, all right, appreciate you guys. I'm going to wrap this up and get ready for the game. I'll post the podcast if you missed any of it. Patreon.com slash Reads Ranch. Check out the Fan Run Radio Morning Show that I am on at 7 a.m. We'll talk some more about that. Love you guys. See you, bye. Rolling down a backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm on the wheel Holding my lover With the other A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night Couldn't feel better I'm together 
With my Dixieland delight Spend my dollar Park and holler Neat the mountain moonlight Hold her up tight Make a little loving A little turn it up And on a Mason-Dixon night It's my life Oh, so right My Dixieland delight Munching on clover, red-tailed hawk sitting on a limb. Chubby old groundhog, croaking bullfrog, free as a feeling in the wind. Homegrown country girl, gonna give me a whirl on a Tennessee Saturday night. Lucky as a seven. Living in heaven with my Dixieland delight. Spend my dollar, park in a holler, need the mountain moonlight. Hold her up tight, make a little loving, a little turtle dubbing on a Mason Dixon night. It's my life, oh, so right. Dixie 